Okay. And once we can understand that we actually say affirmations every single day, multiple, multiple, multiple times a day. Now it's up to us to choose the affirmations we use. Why don't we start shifting these negative affirmations and make them positive affirmations? You know, you don't have to have a list of things that you read off a page. Now, yes, this is a great start. And this is what everyone sees affirmations to be. Write out a list of I am statements that you go, I am this, I am that. And don't get me wrong. That's great. I'm not knocking that at all. But my point here is it's much easier to catch yourself and remove those negative affirmations. I think it's more important to remove the negative affirmations that we say subconsciously, almost without thinking, than it is to say the positive. Now, it's great if you can switch the negative with the positive. It's great if you can have time to go through these positive affirmations. And most of the time, once you sit there and read your list of positive affirmations, they start to become second nature. They start to become habit. And then you start to say them over and over again. And then you start to think them. Once you start to think them, you start to believe them. Once you start to believe them, you start to create them. Once you start to create them, you are. So therefore, these I am statements and these positive affirmations become true. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on, or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Success Shift. My name is Jake, here for another week. Sun's coming back out. I thought it was gone, and I'm very excited that it's back because I just missed the sun. Um, I'm very grateful for today. I'm very grateful to be here. I've been reading a lot um, a lot over the weekend, listening to a few audiobooks, um, a few podcasts, etc. And some of the stuff, is it's I, quite, I find it quite funny when I listen to couple of books at the same time or read a book and listen to an audio book and they kind of touch base on the same thing at the same time. I find it um, really whether my brain is just picking up on those specific things because that's what I need or want to hear at that time or whether it's just, you know, synchronicity that I'm hearing the, the same information from multiple um, sources at the same time. I, I take it on board with extra strength and a lot of the stuff that I was listening to was talking about finding gratitude for each and every morning and the fact that we wake up. And one of the podcasts that I was watching um, was quite an interesting interview. And the guy who was running it basically said, you know, how would you feel if I gave you a million dollars? You know, you'd be pretty excited. You'd be pretty happy. Not much could really bother you for the next couple of days, could it? I mean, if, if you just got handed a million dollars, you'd be pretty much on top of the moon. It's not, It wouldn't be bad at all to be a million dollars richer. And then he went on to say, what about $10 million? I'm sure you'd be ecstatic. You know, maybe for the whole week, you'd just be almost on cloud nine living, living up here. Right. But then what if I said, I'll give you the $10 million, but you can't wake up tomorrow. And obviously both the people he was interviewing were very shell shocked and taken back. And, you know, it just puts this huge perspective shift on how we value being waking up in the morning. Obviously, they both were like, oh, no, I don't want that at all. Of course not. 
keep your money. So what that tells us is that we obviously prioritize waking up in the morning much more than any $10 million um, lump sump of money. And it really just gave me that perspective shift of like, wow, okay, like if I was to give, be given $10 million, but told I couldn't wake up to know, I wouldn't want that money at all because of course I'd want to wake up in the morning. And really we should be having this same attitude every single morning we wake up. And so if we come into every single morning with the attitude of like, yeah, this is worth more than $10 million. Like I'm awake again. Like, this is sick. Like I can go do anything with the day. I can live. I can do whatever I want. I can make the life I want. I can create the life that I want to live. You know, it'd be nice if $10 million became a byproduct of it, but that's not the important thing here. The important thing is that I've woken up again. And so having gratitude for being there every single morning really is going to start to shift your perspective. And for the last three or four mornings, I've been doing this and I was reading uh, another, I can't remember exactly where this one came from, but they basically said that, you know, starting off your day the right way is really important. So as soon as you wake up, the first thing you should do, the first thought, you know, we start off the day kind of um, one thought leading into the next thing into the next. And often we have our phone and that instigates the first thought, et cetera. So try and avoid your phone. I know Dr. The, um, Huberman, the Huberman lab always talks about this, try to avoid your phone for the first few hours. But what was suggested was to wake up. And first thing you can do as soon as you open your eyes, today's going to be a great day. Today is going to be a great day. And so as soon as you wake up, you're already setting yourself off in the right mood. You're already starting the day strong. You're finding gratitude for being awake. You're in this mode of like, yeah, I've got a chance that's better than $10 million. Like I'm so grateful to be awake and ready to start another day. Because so so far too often we get in this like, oh, I got to wake up or I'm feeling sluggish or my alarm's gone off. Is it really time to get up? And I get that. Like, it's hard sometimes to wake up in the morning, especially if you're getting earlier and earlier like I am. I found the only time that I can actually get some me time and start to get ahead with things is if I set my alarm clock a couple of hours earlier. So it's hard sometimes, but just making this shift, today's going to be a great day. And if you want to compile onto that, this basically comes from the Miracle Morning. Um, looking for, like when you go to bed, you can say to yourself, you know, I can't wait for tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be a great day. And so this comes from the idea that you usually wake up in the same mood as you kind of went to bed. So if you're like, oh, I got to get up early tomorrow. Oh man, I'm not going to get enough sleep. I'm going to be tired. Then you wake up and you're like, oh, see, I knew I hadn't got enough sleep. I'm tired. And you, your day starts off that way. So starting at the night before by going, I can't wait for tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be such a good day. And I can't wait to get up and start it. You go to sleep, you wake up. Today's going to be a great day. Find that gratitude for being there. Find that gratitude for being alive and really just kickstart your day the best possible way. And I've been doing this for the last four four mornings, I think. And I've, I've really found myself being uh, much higher energy. We'll see how the motivation and the discipline um, to create this habit continues and see how long I can keep it up for and if it holds through. But so far, it's been quite profound and, re and really given me a perspective shift of each and every morning. So I, I put that to you today. I'm very grateful for A, having that knowledge, B, um, hearing these things at the same time. And you, you know, when you hear a lesson two, three, four times in different points of view, it really just drives it a little bit deeper. So I'm really grateful for that. And I'm really grateful today. I'm grateful to be awake. I'm grateful to be breathing, be happy, be healthy. You know, all the lovely things that come with opening your eyes to a wonderful um, and sunny day. So that's what I'm grateful for. Please chuck in the chat the things that you um, are grateful for today. I know we've got a few people chucking in already. Grateful for a, a travel day today. Ooh, nice. Always love a good travel day. My next travel day will be with a young baby, so I'll see if this shifts my perspective on how I enjoy travel days, but um, that is coming up soon, and I'll uh, I'll let you know how it goes, but I used to love travel days. It's very exciting. 
be doing better if my journal would show up. Oh, I'm so sorry, Judy. This is what, you know, Amazon, I thought it would be a good place to self-publish, but they have been so poor. You know, some people are ordering Jan 6th. It's now almost March 6th and people still haven't got their journals. I do recommend anyone who ordered from Canada site to go cancel that and order from US site. Apparently they don't, Amazon's saying in Canada they don't have any copies. Of course they don't because they're meant to doing, be doing print on demand. So when it gets ordered, it gets printed and shipped by Amazon. But I don't know what's going on there. So I really am sorry for anyone um, who is still waiting on a journal. It's really out of my control, but it's really frustrating for me as well as you who are still waiting. Um, don't worry. Hoping it'll be worth the wait. You know, when you get it, it will be worth it. Read through it, read through it three or four times and start using it. It's made a huge impact to my, actually having it here all in one has made a huge impact to my trading. Um, but I realized last week that I didn't journal a couple of times and I had the worst days trading since um, I got it actually. So it's definitely been holding me accountable and responsible for a lot of my bad habits and holding them off. And then I didn't journal and they came back and I had some horrible days. So it, to me so far, it is working very well. I'm grateful for restful sleep. That's so lovely. I dream of that these days. You know, you have no control over the journals. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. Thank you for your support and understanding guys. I'm grateful for a fresh morning walk, reading and routine. I'm also grateful for incredible friendships and wonderful family. Love it. Love it all. These are such nice things to be grateful for, to understand that we have and to not get complacent with. And the more we can find gratitude for these things and, you know, talk our happiness about them, the, the better we'll feel on all of the smaller things and the less we'll start to, I guess, put ourselves down um, for the things that we don't have. And this is a massive thing, which I find lots of people do. They talk themselves down for the things they don't have and they don't really understand and appreciate the things they do have. And this is why gratitude can be so powerful. And I'm using these words because this kind of leads on to what I want to talk about today. Okay. So um, last week we were touching a little bit on the concepts of self-sabotage. And I really want to get back into this because I don't feel like I um, got through most of it. And a few people have been asking me about limiting beliefs. And these are all really, really, really good things to understand. But I feel like it's getting, people are making it too complicated. Okay, like you want to understand what your limiting beliefs are so you can change them and shift them. And you want to, you know, understand why you're self-sabotaging and really get deep. And this is all incredible stuff. And I think it's really powerful if you can make these changes. But I want you to just kind of take a step back and observe yourself on your day-to-day -day behavior. Because when we get focused in on trying to fix these things, which is really key, I find that all of our attention for a small period of time goes, okay, what is it that I need to do? What is my core beliefs? What are my limiting beliefs? And then we kind of fall back into our routine and we just go about the exact same way we were. We have the same habits. We have the same self-talk. We have the same um, negative self-talk. We have the same routines. We have the same bad behaviors. We have the same good behaviors. And what I think is super powerful is taking a step back and just observing yourself on a day-to-day. -day. And one of the things that is really powerful to observe is just your self-talk. This can be positive. This can be negative. Whatever it is, just observe the words you use to yourself. And it doesn't have to be ver like out loud words. It can be thoughts, but thoughts about yourself. Because if you can observe these, these are straight away your limiting beliefs. Like th they forecast your limiting beliefs like straight away. So for example, if I was to say, you know, who here, put some ones in the chat if you're a runner, put some twos in the chat if you're like, I can never run. That sucks. No, thanks. 
So we got some twos. No. Ones, okay, I'm a runner. Twos, no. So straight away, that's a limiting belief about being a runner. You're like, yeah, I can never run. And so I remember for me, when I first, because I used to love sports, right? And I use running because it's just an easiest thing that I can relate to and everyone can understand because it's a physical concept. So when I used to, when I was young, I used to love sports, but I never said, I was like, I'm never going to be a runner. Like, what's the point of running for running? Like, that's just, no, thank you. And so this was a limiting belief that made me not a runner. So I just didn't think that I could do it. I was never really that fit. I was always like short sprints, like running 10Ks, running half marathon. I was just like, that's just yuck, gross. But when you start traveling, you can't really get into team sports. And, you know, I kind of like to stay fit and we moved away from the beach, so I couldn't surf. And so then I had to look at myself and be like, oh, what could I do? Gym? Oh, yeah, I don't go I'm, I don't go to the gym. I'm not that kind of person. Um, you know, running? Oh, yeah, no, I'm not a runner. Um, what about I could do some like push-ups and stuff? Yeah, I can do push-ups, blah, blah, blah. And then it just got to a point where I was like, why, can't, why aren't I running? You know, and it wasn't so much that I consciously was like, oh, I'm not a runner. But this was just a natural thought that just went through my head. Yeah, I'm not a runner. And so this straight away is a limiting belief. It's the w- words that we use are very, very clear on what our limiting beliefs are. Um. You know, people talk about, oh, what's, you know, how much could you get paid for that job? And you go, oh, I don't know, maybe $200,000 or something like that. I'm using engineering here as an example. Well, that's a limiting belief because you're like, oh, well, this is what top engineers get, right? So um, $200,000. And if that's the way you feel that an engineer can get $200,000, then that's the limit you're going to have. But you can be an engineer who runs a company or something like that. And you can take this further and further and go, yeah, I'm an engineer who earns X amount of millions of dollars because I don't have the limiting belief that engineers can only earn $200,000. It might not be as direct as I'm getting employed by someone who's paying me, but I've removed that limiting belief that as an engineer, I can only get X amount. And so when we try to figure out our limiting beliefs, all we need to do is observe the way we talk about ourselves. We really just need to look at how do we phrase certain challenges? How do we phrase, um, certain fears and how how do we see ourselves really because people in the chat already said yet yeah, too i could never be a runner but i disagree if you really wanted to and don't get me wrong you might not want to be a runner so it doesn't really matter but if you really wanted to you could easily take the step-by-step process start to talk about it start to do the research start to you know get it in your head that okay maybe i could do this start with 100 meters down the road start with 500 meters then move to a kilometer and then keep going over a certain period of time and building this up and before you know it you'll be running marathon right anyone can do pretty much anything as long as they start to remove these limiting beliefs and this negative self-talk so one thing that's really really profound here um that shifted my perspective on this is Let's start with, put some ones in the chat if you have affirmations that you read out. And it's completely fine if you don't. So one, mindset and self-talk can make anything happen. It seriously can. It really can. Sort of. That's okay. Now, a lot of people, when you say, do you have affirmations? Oh, I don't know. Christine, sort of. Let's use that. Well, the truth is every single person has affirmations that they say daily, every single day, multiple times a day right? I have them, but neglect to read them regularly. Yeah. Well, everyone has affirmations that they say every single day, multiple ones that they repeat all the time. What an affirmation is, it's affirming something. So it's putting something true. It's basically stating a true fact. Now, if you're going to sit there and say, I'm ugly, oh, I'm ugly, oh, I'm ugly. That's affirming it over and over again in your head. It 
we use affirmations in the concept of a positive affirmation because we want to have a phrase that we reinstate to ourselves over and over again that's positive. Why would we want to reinstate negative self? If I was to say to you, write a list of negative affirmations and read them every day, you'd be like, why would I do that? That's just the dumbest thing ever. But yet we do that on a daily basis. So many of us have this negative self-talk. We fail at something. And what do we do? We run through our list of negative affirmations. We run through the list of limiting beliefs. Oh, I'm never going to get this. This sucks. I'm no good at this. Oh, this is impossible. How the fuck does anyone do this? What are these? These are limiting beliefs and negative affirmations that we say to ourselves over and over again when things get tough. It's almost like natural instinct. As soon as we hit the fail mode, as soon as we hit the struggle mode, we go, Ugh, protection. You know what? I was right. This is impossible. I'm never going to do it. Let's go back to my happy little safe bubble of where everything's easy and I know how to do it. Okay. And once we can understand that we actually say affirmations every single day, multiple, multiple, multiple times a day. Now it's up to us to choose the affirmations we use. Why don't we start shifting these negative affirmations and make them positive affirmations? You know, you don't have to have a list of things that you read off a page. Now, yes, this is a great start. And this is what everyone sees affirmations to be. Write out a list of I am statements that you go, I am this, I am that. And don't get me wrong. That's great. I'm not knocking that at all. But my point here is it's much easier to catch yourself and remove those negative affirmations. I think it's more important to remove the negative affirmations that we say subconsciously, almost without thinking, than it is to say the positive. Now, it's great if you can switch the negative with the positive. It's great if you can have time to go through these positive affirmations. And most of the time, once you sit there and read your list of positive affirmations, they start to become second nature. They start to become habit. And then you start to say them over and over again. And then you start to think them. Once you start to think them, you start to believe them. Once you start to believe them, you start to create them. Once you start to create them, you are. So therefore, these I am statements and these positive affirmations become true. However, we don't think about all the negative self-talk we have. We don't think about our negative affirmations that are just there you know, almost like instinctive reaction. And what happens? We say these negative affirmations all the time. So we think these negative affirmations and therefore we believe these negative affirmations. What happens when we believe them? We create them and therefore we are the negative affirmations. Am I making sense here? Check some ones in the chat if you're following along with the way this works. Good. We've got some, some people following along. Yes. Yes. Good. Okay. So the sooner we can understand this and start catching ourselves when we say these negative affirmations, I want you to really restructure and rethink how you see affirmations, how you see negative self-talk, how you pick up on what your limiting beliefs are, and this whole concept of self-sabotage. Self-sabotage is 100% your negative affirmations that you talk about yourself. And it doesn't have to be out loud. It can be the thoughts that you let run around in your head. You want to catch them. Pattern interruption, pattern recognition. Remember, we were talking about this a couple of weeks back. You recognize the negative self-talk. You need a way to interrupt that. Click, a snap, a lackey band, a, a visual that you can use. Okay, I'm back to my negative self-talk. I need to switch this out. How can I switch it out? Okay, as soon as I start to know that I'm doing a negative self-talk, okay, pattern recognition, let's pattern interrupt it, and let's switch this beeline. Let's start running through these, some of these positive affirmations. Oh, I'm never going to get... No, I am a trader. I can do this. I'm super capable. I am a learner and I will keep learning and I am driven and I am 100% committed and I am not going to stop until I succeed. You can start... It's okay to have these... Like, don't get me wrong. You can't just shift this overnight. These negative affirmations, which I'm calling them from now on, this negative self-talk, this automatative response, I got it out there eventually, is something that we just do a lot of the time throughout the day. And it's okay to 
not just be able to cut it off, but notice it. As soon as you notice it, go, okay, I'm doing this again. Snap. Let's get out of this. Let's shift. Let's beeline. Let's start some something positive. Let's talk ourselves up. Why don't I praise myself? Why don't I give myself some affirm some positive affirmations, some confidence? Because at the end of the day, the world is full of negative people trying to tell you negative shit. You may as well be the one pumping yourself up and giving you the positive. You don't need to add to that. Okay, our world is full of it. So as soon as you start to recognize it, as soon as you start to find yourself saying these negative things or getting to that spiral or your, your thoughts go, it's more than okay, Jake, to say those stuff, but I'm aware of it and I don't need it. It's not helping me at all. Let's start with some positive affirmations. How can I look positively on this situation? Let's give myself some positive self-talk so that I can move myself in a different direction because this is not helping. And what happens? This self-sabotage comes from low self-esteem. This negative self-talk provides more low self-esteem, right? And we just get into this spiral. And sometimes it gets hard. Sometimes it just gets on top of us and it can go quickly. It can go very quickly. So what I'm saying is we need to observe the language we use about ourselves. If anyone follows my concept of the four environments, is our inner, I just went blank. It's our inner external environment, okay? So it's the conscious thought. It's the behaviors, the, the self-talk, the, th the thoughts that we let run around in our head. Are they positive? Are they negative? Are they helping? Are they diminishing? You know, and it's as easy as noticing them. What am I saying about this subject? How do I talk about this subject? Is this a limiting belief of mine? Am I saying I can't do this? Am I saying it's impossible? Am I saying I'm never going to get this? Because those are limiting beliefs. It, it's because you don't truly believe it. Okay? Because how many of us, and I know for myself, it is so, so much more often that I would talk myself down than talk myself up. Put some ones in the chat if you think that you talk yourself down more than you talk yourself up. And I know I still do that. And this is something that I'm pushing to change. And if you don't, if you talk yourself up more than you talk yourself down, chuck some twos in because that's amazing. And my hat goes off to you because that's very, very beneficial. 100% working on it. Good. 50-50, better than I was, but not as good as I want to be. Yeah, me too. One and two. Yes, unfortunately, but working on it. See, all of you understand that you want to be doing positive self-talk better because you know that it's going to be better for you. And you might do it every now and again, but the tr reality is you're probably doing the negative much more than you're doing the positive, even though you don't really want to admit it because it's not a good ha habit. And that's fine. Acknowledge it. Learn from it. Observe it. Write it down. You know what? Even get a journal and write the words that you're saying down. Write the words of the negative self-talk down so you recognize them. Be like, ah, oh, I've said that before. It's on my list here. And then what you can do if you want to take that step further, and this comes from one of the, I, I cannot remember his name, and I'm sorry for that. I butcher it every single time. But one of the Buddhists that um, I was watching a TED talk on, write the list of negative self-talk down. And when you get to a point where you're sick and tired of hearing it, and you've noticed you say it a few times, burn that page, release the energy and get rid of it. And be like, I'm not going to use these words anymore. Because the words we use are so powerful, like crazy powerful. Negative has been instant first response. Yeah, it's my first response a lot of the time. And as soon as you start that negative spiral of first response, negative words, what happens? Other things come in, the negative thoughts, the limiting beliefs, the self-doubt, the low self-esteem, the self-sabotage, and overtrading, emotions, all these things. Negative emotions come from all this talk. And what happens with negative emotions? We know that as soon as we've got negative emotions in us, we trade like shit. And that's just fact. Okay? So if you do find yourself, leave. Switch that negative with positive responses. Do some of these things that we discuss to be able to change the way we discuss and believe about ourselves okay 
Success, I've got here, success is something that you attract by becoming the person you need to be. So what we want to do is we want to start being the person that's positive. We want to start being the person that talks positively about ourselves. We want to start doing the things that we need to do, creating the habits. And the success that we're looking for will just follow suit. Okay? If we lower that bar and just do the things that are required, success will follow. We need to change who we are. We need to become the person in order to have the success. Not just do the things, but become the person, okay? Have the belief, have the self-talk. Really, truly believe that you can be that person. And this comes from, I say this all the time, you know, how you identify. This really shows where your priorities lie, lie right? And just before we wrap up here, I want to give you an example. For me, when I was doing engineering and someone would come up to me, when I was a student, let's say, when I was a student doing engineering and someone come up to me and say, oh, what do you do? What would my response be? Well, I'm a student. Okay, I'm studying engineering. Okay. When someone come up to me and go, oh, what do you do for work? Oh, well, I also work in a fruit and veg. I did many jobs, but let's say I was a fruit and veg guy. Get a bit of extra cash. Okay. Why is it that when we look at trading, someone comes up to us, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a, I'm a nurse. Okay. So obviously that's what your priorities lie. Trading isn't a priority for you because you identify as a nurse over over a trader. Why don't you say, oh, I'm a trader? Okay. And how's that going for you? Well, I also do nursing on the side to help bring in some income. Or if you don't, if that doesn't fit with your ethics or your morals, you can say, I'm a student. Oh, what are you studying? I'm studying day trading. It shows that that's your priority. That's where you identify as. That's who you identify as. If you want to get into real estate investment, investment, Oh, I'm an investor. Yeah, I also have an engineering job, but I'm an investor. That's who I identify as. Or perhaps I'm a student. Oh, I'm studying real estate investment. I'm studying day trading. I'm studying how to be a mindset coach. Whatever it is, if you don't feel that you're there yet, identify as someone who's learning the process and become proud of that. You know, you don't really have to justify to someone when you're a nurse. I'm just, I don't know why I'm using that as an example, but that's what we're using. You don't really have to justify to someone like, oh, yeah, I'm a nurse oh, and I and I do this and I'm also like I've saved this many people. So that makes me qualified as a nurse. No, you say you're a nurse, you're a nurse. This is what people take it as. Just say I'm a day, I'm a day trader. You know, you don't have to go, oh, I'm a day trader and then I, I make this amount. So therefore, that means I'm officially a day trader. No, you do it every single day. You're a day trader. You might be a novice. You might be really shit at the moment, but you're still doing it every day with all of your effort, with all your intention, with all your belief, with all your drive. So claim it, identify as it, be proud of it. What's the point in doing something if you're not proud of it? You know, it's like any musician. You see any musician, oh yeah, I'm a musician. They're proud of it. They're proud as fuck. Even if they're the worst musician in the world, if they love it, they are so proud of it. Like, yeah, I've written a few songs. You want to hear them? Oh, it sounds like shit, but you're proud of it. You're happy. Keep going. Good on you. Keep driving. It's like those limiting beliefs. You hear people like, let's say, um, what was it? Michael Jordan. He got he didn't even make his own basketball team. Doesn't matter if people think you're shit. People don't see the greatness in you. He believed in himself and he kept on going and going and going. And then, shit, one of the greatest basketballs ever. You can sit there and be like, yeah, I'm a trader. 
yeah, okay, I'm not very good right now. But then when you've got the million dollar account, you're like, see, I told you I'm a trader. I've told you the whole time that that's what I do. And that's why I'm at this level, because I believed from the very get-go that I'm a trader and that's who I am. Be proud of it. Start to identify it. Have that positive self-talk. If you claim it and own it and run with it, it's okay if you're shit at the start. Like, listen to Ed Sheeran playing live when he first started. There are videos of him and he sounds horrible. But he loved it. He did it over and over and over again. And now he's one of the best fucking musicians out there. We really have to see how we talk about ourselves, how we identify, where we are proud of being, and start shifting that, okay? Identify as a trader. Be proud of it. Start with the positive self-talk. Look and observe your negative affirmations that I can guarantee every single person listening to this has, and then start to shift them. Shift them to positive affirmations. Pattern recognition, pattern interruption, shift it to a positive affirmation. There's nothing wrong with having bad habits. There's nothing wrong with having these things, but it's about time we start observing them and starting to shift them into a direction that we want them rather than just letting our environment make us who we are. At the moment, we are in a certain situation with certain environments, certain thoughts, certain beliefs that have put us into exactly where we are right now. But with that, we have the ability to change all of our beliefs, all of our thoughts, and all of our environment to be exactly who we want to be. And it starts with claiming who you want to be and identifying as it. All right? We are just jumping onto our trading call here. So I'm going to wrap that up. Thank you very much. Everyone who is here on the podcast, I will see you on our trading call in a couple of minutes. Don't forget to read your affirmations. <laughs> Don't forget to read your trading plans. Don't forget to read everything that you have in your journal, if you've got your journal, if not, go through your trading plan, go through all the things you need to go through in order to get yourself in the right, mind, in the right mindset and in the right frame of mind to take some great points today. Anyone just listening on the podcast, I love you all and I will see you on Thursday. Bye for now.